Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Tuesday, the 28th of June. Today, a prestigious piece of silverware dropped and damaged at the presentation ceremony. Familiar faces set to don the baggy green, and Port pleads for black and white leniency from the AFL. But first... It's time for Wimbledon. Oh, no, wait. Why does it always rain on me? The first day of action at the All England Club was interrupted by rain, which isn't surprising really given it's played in England. It's going rain! But despite the inclement weather, some matches were able to be played. Unfortunately, the results weren't kind to Australia, with Madison Inglis, John Millman and James Duckworth all suffering first-round losses. But the Nassi Kokonakis did enjoy a straight sets win, and the man he'll partner in the doubles, a.k.a. the human headline Nick Kyrgios, gets his campaign underway tonight against English wildcard Paul Jupp. Let's check in on what's making news in AFL land. Yes, that familiar old tune is being played once again as Port has submitted a formal request to the AFL asking for permission to wear their heritage black and white prison bar Guernsey for their round 23 showdown fixture with crosstown rivals the Adelaide Crows. A quick catch-up on this issue for those new to the saga. Tell me everything. The black and white stripe premiership jumper is what the Port Adelaide Magpies have worn while winning a record 36 SANFL premierships in the local Adelaide competition. But Collingwood is the wearer of the black and white stripe jumper in the national comp. And while some concessions have been made in the past for the club to wear the jumper, former Collingwood president Eddie Maguire was a long-standing roadblock to Port's desire to wear their heritage jumper on a regular basis. The Collingwood Football Club jumper is probably the most sought-after expensive jumper. Collingwood receives $6 million a year less than Port Adelaide. Collingwood is a net giver. That jumper of Collingwood's keeps them going because we make a lot of money off the back of that. It is a trademark issue. The AFL, when they took over all our trademarks, they must protect the trademark. Everyone's sick of it. But Eddie's not in charge anymore. And Fox Footy's John Ralph confirms that Port Submission asks for the club to be given permission to wear the design once a season for heritage reasons, a.k.a. when they play the Crows in showdowns. So now I guess we'll have to see if the AFL will hold firm on the issue or if it was Eddie standing in the way the whole time. Australia's two-test series against Sri Lanka kicks off tomorrow and a couple of familiar faces could be about to don the baggy green once more. Oh, oh look at that shot from Maxwell. <laughs> Reverse for six, if you don't mind. Shot of the summer. Shot of the summer. Glenn Maxwell, the big show. He looks set to add to his seven-test tally for his country and don his baggy green for the first time since 2017 when Australia tackled Sri Lanka in Gaul. Maxwell had been included after Travis Head suffered a hamstring injury. But while he'll play, he will be without the famous headwear because after so many seasons sitting in the closet not being used, Maxwell's baggy green has fallen apart. Maxwell said that after celebrating the victory the last time he played in the test side in 2017 in Bangladesh, he packed away his champagne and beer-soaked cap and forgot to get it cleaned when he returned to Oz, leading to its destruction. He's hoping whatever cap Maxwell wears for tomorrow's test sees a similar reason to celebrate. But Maxwell won't be the only familiar face making his test comeback. Well planned, well executed, Holland gets a second. 35-year-old Victorian spinner John Holland is tipped to play just his fifth test, four years since his last appearance, as the Aussie selectors opt for a second spinner to support the GOAT, Nathan Lyon, on what is expected to be a turning wicket. But national coach Andrew McDonald 
wasn't giving anything away a day out. Made no indication that we're leaning towards John Holland. The questions were based around John Holland and his, and his fitness. So we haven't made that decision and Mitch Webson's definitely in the selection frame. So we've got a bit to work through. I think what we're talking about is the, the, the direction the ball's spinning um, and the value of accuracy versus the wrist spin, um, which at times can, can be a little less accurate. Um, so yeah, I think traditionally finger spin's done well here. Be going against all the statistics to say that it, that it wasn't, but also there hasn't been a hell of a lot of leg spin played here either. So. I think it's circumstantial, all of those numbers based upon the selection of teams. So, yeah, I by no means am indicating that it's John Holmes ever Mitch Webster. But you did just say that finger spin does better than wrist spinning ball, and Holland bowls finger spin and Swepson bowls wrist spin. So, it's fair to say Holland's going to be playing. And the new legacy begins. They've reached the summit of the Avalanche are 2022 Stanley Cup champions. The Colorado Avalanche are the kings of the NHL after defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning in six games to claim the Stanley Cup trophy. The championship is the Avalanche's first since 2001, meaning it's been 21 years since they got their hands on one of sports' most famous trophies. Ladies and gentlemen, the Stanley Cup. And it's almost a metre tall and weighs about 16 kilos. And because the players are actually allowed to take it home with them, been on some crazy adventures. I've seen some things, man, and some stuff. From horses eating out of it, babies bathing in it, and of course people drinking out of it, it's safe to say the Stanley Cup is probably the least hygienic trophy in world sport. The last time the Avalanche won the trophy, player Scott Parker even decided to take it for a spin on the back of his Harley. But this time, the trophy hadn't even left the ice before the Avalanche left their mark on the silverware. As Nicholas Orby Kubel skated over to take a photo with his team, he tripped, which is probably a bad thing for a professional hockey player to do. But he was also carrying the cup at the time and very obviously dented the circular base. You broke it, you bought it! But the official Twitter account of the Stanley Cup quickly responded to the incident, declaring the new dent nothing more than another beauty mark for the famous trophy. So play on Avalanche, enjoy your time with the prestigious piece of silverware. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for today. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on the Scorecard. Listener.